Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker, Andy, and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, and Stitcher, where this podcast is available. Presented by the Cold Cans Network. Check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com, blog content. Andy tells you five reasons why the fall sucks, and he targets people that like pumpkin spiced everything. Uh, very interesting read from Trucker, Andy. So check that out, coldcansnetwork.com. All right, fellas, how are y'all today? Slightly triggered. Andy said fall sucks. Fall's the best time of year i'm a big fan of fall but andy uh has re- reasonable reasons as to why he thinks mm. the fall sucks oh no mm. i'm pretty big on fall as well it's my contrarian opinion but if you read the article i will have I to live in two worlds at the same time you can walk and shoot them he yeah <laughs> he makes some good points gotta mm-hmm. say okay i might but stand it, corrected if you haven't already, last episode we interviewed Adam Hood, a very talented singer-songwriter who released a fantastic record a couple weeks ago. Be sure to check that out. Um, like I said, it's available on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher. Uh, really good interview, really good guy. Uh, really enjoyed having him on the show, so be sure to check that out. Um, we had a big announcement today from the mainstream country world that I find interesting because it's not just like, hey, I'm releasing a record. Um, Hardy who is the reigning, was it CMA uh, or ACM, whichever one, I don't even know these days, um, songwriter of the year. He is announced that he's releasing a new record and it's, I don't think it's technically, it's not a double album, but it kind of is a double album because his label that he's a part of big loud records has started in a rock music imprint called big loud rock. That was where his Puddle of Mud cover came in that he had done a while back. His song he put out, sold out. Those are on the Big Loud Rock imprint uh, rather than his, well, his country stuff is on Big Loud Records. So this new album he's announced called The Mockingbird and the Crow is going to be half country, half rock. And 17 songs. 17 songs. So kind of almost double album, uh, so to speak. But it's it's if you notice with the font of it, 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 the aesthetic of it is very gothic. Andy, it reminds me of 1990s Crow Sting uh, from from WCW, honestly. But it's very the 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 font choice, the aesthetics. It's very gothic. Um, And then all the songs that are the country songs are in all lowercase letters, no capitals. And then all the rock songs are in all. Yeah, no caps. Uh, But then the rock songs are in all caps. So the way the track listing, because he released that on social media works, is it goes, starts with the country songs, which is the Mockingbird portion of the album. Then the very middle song is one that he's released that we're going to talk about in a minute called The Mockingbird and the Crow. The Mockingbird's in lowercase. First half of the song's country song. Then the song transitions into a rock song called The Crow, and that's in all caps. That's going to be like the, the middle song, and then it transitions into the rock half of the album. I find this, my initial thought on this is... um I have some thoughts on the, the songs specifically themselves, but I don't want to really rush to judgment in my view, just because this is such an interesting idea to me. I want to have the whole project before I give like, you know, in-depth thoughts on whether I think it's good, whether I think that, you know, he pulled it off or whatever, because I, you just don't see a lot of this from artists, but especially mainstream artists trying to do something like this. I just looked up to the the featured artist that there's one country and one rock that's going to be on here. 
it's got Morgan Wallen's going to be on there for the countryside. And I had to look the guy up, but if I'm not mistaken, Kyle's a big fan of this band. Kyle, are you a fan of A Day to Remember? Oh, I am. They got the main singer. Oh, Kyle, yep. what's his name? I can't remember Jeremy his name. Jeremy McKinnon. Yeah, so that's right. He, yep, he's going to be on the rock side of it. That's pretty cool. I didn't even notice that. Oh, then again, if yeah. I saw Jeremy McKinnon, I wouldn't have known who that was. I could, it was in the fancy right now. I didn't know who it was either. But I figured I'd Google it. <laughs> it was, it was in italics. <laughs> the it's fancy writing. It's in it's some that weird font Logan was talking referring to. I, yeah, I can't really read it that well. Andy imagines words in italics being in French. I could barely He says it in a French accent in his head. <laughs> He's like, it's it's this song well, featuring well, featuring Jimmy McKinnon. <laughs> I, I think I like the idea of it though. I I I don't know. Uh, I I'm not sure if anybody else I think could really pull this off in a way that I would like as much because I know for me and Kyle both kind of grew up listening to that the style of rock that Hardy is a big fan of and and does that style of rock a lot. So I I am rather excited about this. Yeah, it's like I told you off the air. I do believe not the same style of rock, obviously, but I do believe Eric Church could pull this off. Yeah, but it's the style of rock is. But that the, style of rock, I mean, Eric Church isn't going to be singing two thousands rock like you guys listen to. Yeah, he, Eric Church might could do it with like a southern rock or like a heartland rock. Yeah, yeah he, which is my preferred style of rock. Which I think he could pull that off, but he couldn't do the hearty, you know, puddle of mud type type sound. Yeah, I would agree with that. But go ahead, Kyle. Oh no, um, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, I thought you were. My bad. No. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think it's an interesting idea. I'm curious to see how how it comes together as when you see the project as in a, as a whole. Just because the we've gotten a taste of two of the country songs, two of the rock songs, and then we got the middle track, the Mockingbird and the Crow. Uh, as Andy and I were talking about before, the the Mockingbird is the state bird of Mississippi where Hardy's from. Um. So that's kind of like where he had the idea, he said, for this song. And him and a buddy of his wrote that song. He wants it to be the middle track for the transition track. Um, it was. Do y'all want to just like jump into those, those promotional singles, I guess? Or do y'all have any other thoughts we on? Got, we got three of the rock songs. Sold outs on there as well. Oh, we they sold out on there? Bed. Yes. That is a song credit from by, uh, the guy who produced the Nickelback record. Yeah, well, that's his producer, Joey Moy. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I just thought it was a one-time yeah. deal. Okay, cool. No, Joey Ex- Moy is uh, Florida Georgia Lions producer, Morgan Wallen's producer. Um, yeah, he, which he, he worked for Nickelback. I can't remember the album he did. Oh, uh, he did. He, I think he did a lot with Nickelback, actually. Well, you could get hints of Nickelback uh, more heavier styles on some of these songs. Yeah. I, I've got to, you know, I used to hate when Joey Moy would produce country stuff back when he first started because it was, it, it was his patented which is part of the reason why I don't love that style of rock as much as you guys. It's a wall of sound um, when it comes across when Joey Moy has his fingerprints on it. But to his credit, he's gotten better over the years in the post FGL era of letting the instrumentation breathe a little more with the country uh, production he's done, letting it, it be a little bit more organic where everything it just doesn't feel like it slams you right in the fucking ear as mm-hmm. soon as you, you click play. Um, Whereas that's what Florida Georgia Line stuff sounded like for the for the first like record or two that they put out. 
that's what I'll, that's what almost yeah, all Nickelback sounds like. Yeah. yeah, that's not even remotely. That is a hundred and fucking ten percent what Nickelback stuff sounds like. It's a wall Volume of sound. Home wall of only sound. Drums. It's only wall drums. Wall of sound. Wall well, of since, sound. Since we're talking about drums, uh, <laughs> oh, the Mockingbird and the Crow. I got a chub when I heard the double bass. <laughs> the drums. I was like, oh, God, this is so good. I haven't heard it in so long because I haven't listened to a lot of more heavier rock in a while. The double bass is just a phenomenal sound. Um, but I did not realize, I, I looked it up, mockingbirds actually attack crows. Yeah, yeah. I did I not didn't know, know that, that was a real thing. No. I, look, I, I thought a mockingbird was a fake bird. Genuinely. <laughs> I mean, the only time I'd ever really heard it was, you know, to kill a mockingbird. I didn't know it was an actual bird. Oh my god! Kyle's I looked like, him up. Kyle's like, birds aren't real, man. Uh, there's a strong case that, that there's a guy who has made me a somewhat believer in that theory. But yeah, but that sounds like something I, I didn't know they actually attacked attacked crows. Which, I didn't uh, know that. <clears throat> kind of gave a little new flavor to this first song that he released. Hardy explained it. When he started talking about all that stuff, all I got out of it was Mockingbird, State Bird, Mississippi. That's the only <laughs> that, thing. that was my takeaway, too. <laughs> he, he lost me. I, 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 was, I, I was... I saw he was uh, putting down some stuff, but I won't pick it up. Well, it was funny because, like, the Instagram reel that he announced it on, he was sitting there eating, like, a bag of chips in the, the middle. It's like this weird camera angle from the side of his face. He's on a store bus, and he's just eating a bag of chips as he's, like, given the idea that he had for it. But I think but it's, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to slap. Yeah, I'm... I am pretty. I mean, we're, we're all three Hardy stands. I li- I like Hardy a lot. I think he's a clever songwriter and a talented artist in his own right. Uh, mm-hmm. He's one of the mo- mainstream guys that have, I guess, I don't know if it's fair to say, but I'm gonna say it more of a bro kind of sound. But he does it well. Um, oh boy, country. He has some yeah. fairly deep songs. He does. I-, I think he's a deceptively clever writer to the people in the independent world who aren't willing to listen to it because it's mainstream. Um, but I do think that. Two points I wanted to make on this before we talk about some of the songs. The reason I don't have a problem with him doing this is because this is a, a joint venture between his main label and their their rock imprint. He's calling these songs rock songs. He's not trying to tell us this is evolution of country when we all know it's not, right? Um, no. As long as these songs aren't sent to country radio, you know, then I, I think, hey, more power to him, man, do it. I think it's kind of a cool project to do, half and half like that. Um, and I think that I'm be more inclined to listen to this than I would to some of the bands we've talked about on here and off the air that you guys like mm-hmm. only for the same reason that I like Co Wetzel, right? It's not the sonics of it. I don't have a problem with uh, hard charge and rock music like that. It's, I think that if you look at the track listing and the names of the songs, I think it's going to be redneck rock. I really do. I think that the subject matter is going to be more, um, I guess, relatable to me than what those 2000s bands were singing about. Just same way that Cosmo um, stuff is more relatable to me than those, but those music sounds similar, if that makes sense. So I have two thoughts. Uh, one, I would like to give myself a pat on the back for noticing uh, Wade in the Truck was in low, lowercase, and he's mm-hmm. obviously playing into that where the country songs appear to be all lowercase. Um, my bold prediction, way too early. His country songs are going to be a lot deeper. I think so. Than his rock songs. 
I agree side. with that. Even based on what we've heard so far, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I think, yeah. So I think uh, that doesn't mean I'm not just going to start head, head, you know, head banging a little bit in, my, in the car, but. Well, he I, makes music that I just want to go a hundred miles an hour down the interstate <laughs> until when my window pulls up behind you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whoop, yeah. Whoop. No, I, I'm with you on that because I've even uh, found myself listening to some of his uh, rock songs he's released, and I kind of have the same feeling with it. Um, now, let's start with just from the the country song they released because country and cocaine is not butt rock and cocaine. So, since it's country and cocaine, we're going to start with. The country song next podcast. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be Trucker Andy and uh and Kyle. I like the idea of that. <laughs> a spinoff of Country and Cocaine's a Trucker Andy and Kyle production. <laughs> I wish I thought of that name. <laughs> well, I like that name. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but, but let's start with the um the country song Here Lies Country Music. I think this song sounds fantastic. This is the type of country production I really like coming from a mainstream artist. And then when I first listened to it, I was like, what is he getting at? Is he declaring his time in country music dead? Is he declaring country music dead? Because I was like, that's aggressive as fuck. And I just think that's dumb. Country music Mm -hmm. isn't dead. But then it makes sense if you listen to the whole song where he talks about how he wakes up and um in a like the in the middle of the night and realizes it was just a bad dream and that, you know, country music isn't going anywhere. I think that the song ties itself to get together. It's one of those things you need to wait till the end to, to really hear that. But I think the song sounds amazing. I agree. I, I don't necessarily love until he wakes up from his dream, the writing of it. I love the way it sounds, but I, I really like the line. The, uh, a song came, a new song came on about a honky tonk drunk heart that just got broke. Banger line. I like how it says that, um, he was talking about the cause of death being a broken heart. I was like, yeah, I could see that. And if you look at my, there's this website that I meant to tell you guys about um, that you can log into your Spotify account on it. And it tells you your top artist in the last um, like few months, your top artist in the last year and your top artists all time. Same with songs, same with playlists and genres. If you look at my top 10 most played songs of all time, People at work were like, are you okay? <laughs> it was things like Lucero's Tears Don't Matter Much. Um, there was some like, uh, it was a, like two or three Lucero songs in there. just have really, really sad titles. Tennessee's probably up there for me by American Aquarium. Yeah, it, it, but Nothing if you look at it, it's like, about that song. No, it, it's, it looks like I have a really serious issue <laughs> if you really only went by the top 10 most streamed songs I've ever had. I might have to look that up as soon as this podcast is over. It's pretty cool to see. Hardy would definitely be up there, though, for the last month. He'd probably be my number one. Now, mm-hmm. I've been burning up some of this new stuff. Uh, this song I, is... Go ahead, Andy. I'm sorry. You go ahead. Uh, the song is just a chef's kiss. I don't like uh, like throw throwback or reference songs a lot. I think they're yeah. kind of overdone. Lame, overdone. <laughs> but this is done to perfection. Good point. Uh, I really like the line you can't you can't cheat on the radio. Or uh, I mean that's just uh, off the top rope, Jerry Lawler. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, I had a couple calls with names I won't mention. God, I wish you the name dropped. 
Well, I, I just agree a with subtle you. hint, just a subtle hint. Don't expressly say it, <laughs> but it would have been amazing if he put a put a lyric or a name of a song after that instead of always on my mind or family tradition. That would have been epic. Just a <laughs> shot off the bow. What I think to your point, what makes that song work is he's while he is referencing some classic country songs, it also has a story to the song. Mm-hmm. It's not just like Old Dominion song for another time. Pleasant song to listen to in the background at a pool, right? But the song is strictly just about naming how many songs you can name. Where this one does, I'm sure, I think that's Cole Swindell's whole shtick lately, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. But like it, it takes that element of it, like of name dropping very uh, classic standards in country music and telling a story with it, which I appreciate. And I, like I said, there's just this pedal steel being so Epic. prevalent in the mix, man. I, I was like, first thing I say, heard. chef's kiss. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, well, I, I got another chub listening to this. <laughs> That's two times Kyle's referenced having a boner on the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we know if uh, people on Hardy's tour bus are okay? He said that uh, it was either yesterday or today that everybody's on the upswing. That's, That's good. good. It must they have been had a an accident re- or something. A rather yeah, large. Like accident. They went into the woods off the interstate. Is what it looked like. Goodness, Jeez. hitting a tree off the interstate never a good thing. No, no. I wouldn't say that. But That's Definitely. good. Everybody's okay. All right, now let's move to the butt rock and cocaine portion for you two. Yes. Um, so what are y'all y'all's thoughts on the, the rock and roll? Or it's not really I rock and roll, the rock side. I don't I, so far I don't love the Mockingbird and the Crow. I I also don't like as he was talking about though when he was explaining the album, I still don't totally get what he's talking about yet. But the uh I do I really like Jack quite a bit. That one's probably my favorite. I love that song so much. And uh, Truck Bed is definitely, I have been playing that a lot today. You put it on your Instagram story. I did. I did the Hardy thing, too. I don't know what that is. It might be a cult thing, as far as I know. All I know is Hardy <laughs> does it. it. The only comment I have on, I need to understand. I, I want to hear the whole record to understand the and listen to The Mockingbird and The Crow a little more. I really do like the first half of that song a lot. Um. I get the energy, like Kyle was saying, when you're driving down the road listening to the second half. I don't totally get the second half yet. Uh, I need to spend some more time trying to listen to that. But the first half, I really do like. Uh, Jack, Andy, I think I was telling you this while we were waiting on Kyle to get his audio fixed, is the Jack song I didn't like at first. I've come around on it some because I realized that I think there's another layer to it than I initially heard. I'm positive um, it is. When I first heard it, I thought it was just a song where he was like putting human characteristics to a bottle of Jack Daniels and making it seem like it's just like Jack is the greatest thing ever and you should just fuck what everybody says, just get hammered on Jack. But that was me just not listening to it well That's enough. The first the, verse. Yeah, the more I listen to it, the more if you listen to the second verse, it kind of dives into the um, seriousness of when you get dependent upon Jack and other alcohol, right? So, like, there's, a, as you said earlier, the dichotomy there. And I think there's more to that song than I initially thought. So I'm, I've come around on that one a little bit. I'm still thinking on that song. Well, because it, I, in the, I guess it would be the very end. It's rock bottom, man, is bad when you're rocking with me. Now, it's still, the 
the first verse is still true. He's not wrong on anything he said, but also the second verse is still true. The good and the bad are both true. But then like on the chorus, you know, I, I'm not the devil, you know, don't listen to your mama. And it's like, it, it always wonders, well, I, it, it's so interesting. It makes me think it's like both of these things are true. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know, it makes me think, and I like it. Yeah, I mean, because you've lived on both sides of that divide. Mm. Yeah, well. Both? Yeah, both. go ahead. <clears throat> well, I mean, he personified, he gave an inanimate object a personality, yeah. which is kind of an interesting take, especially when it's you know, there's thousands of songs about Jack, Jack Daniels. Uh, but he really gave it the persona of, like a, of being a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite of the four that he's released, or the five if you include uh, sold out, sell out. Um, yeah, I would probably put it at four. But it's an interesting, interesting song. Yeah. I liked how too he he portrays uh, Jack Daniels like you sold your soul to the devil as well. Uh, yes. I like the, that portrayal of it, and it's I don't it's so inter- I still because I'm still thinking of what it means. I was like because I don't know it's I'm not sure because it's still. It's such a complex thought process when you actually, you know, really listen to the song because it's, you know, it's saying that it's, you know, in the chorus, it says, don't listen to your mama. I ain't the devil. But, you know, that's exactly what the, the devil would say. Yeah. But in the second <laughs> verse, it's telling you, you know, where that would be true. But then the first verse is also true. No, you know, yeah. Is, I've, I'm with you. On it's that. me if you want to, you know, while that's true. But if you don't ditch it when you need to, then you get into the second verse. And you lose the first. That it's. I think it's a very well written song. Does this song have a, have a music video? Yes, and the video is fantastic as well. Mm. It's all black and white. Mm. Is it? Isn't it a performance video? Yeah, it's a performance See, I, video. It's I all think done they, in black and white too. Though. I think they missed a great opportunity to have the same person on each shoulder, but one be an angel and one be a devil. That's what I envisioned the whole song. I do. You know, too. you've, you've, you've seen the little like yeah. cartoons, or whatever. Cartoons, yeah, yeah. And just have a bottle of Jack Daniels with angel wings and one with a spiked horn. Uh, that's what I envision the whole song being. But no, I got a music video. I think you're both right on that because I I do Andy. You you said it better than I had even thought about it right then, where you were saying that it being like temptation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and but both sides are true because. You know, it is a social lubricant when you see the pretty blonde across the bar. It it does kind of give you a false sense of confidence. But if you don't throw it away when you need to throw it away, it could ruin your life. Yeah. Like, I think you're spot on with that. That's what it's a great. I I love this song. I also love the way it sounds. uh, And I love that it makes you think if you actually listen to it. I think it's it's. It's. I think it's the best one of this album. So now, far. let's talk about truck bed. I've been banging it all day. Not the truck bed. We stick in the tailpipe. <laughs> Andy's um, like out in the middle of South Dakota. There ain't much I, to do. Yeah, I told Andy. I went in a group chat. I really like the song, but I cannot justify it because if this same song was sung by anyone else. We probably give it to Carter to read. It's I, I'm with you on that. I don't like it as much as y'all do, but I do 
It's like catchy. In the, in the sense of if somebody played it at a tailgate. This is always like my standard for I'm songs not mad. that I don't I don't consider the best songs. It's my this is my standard. If they play it at a football tailgate, am I going to look at it and give it a side eye or am I gonna be like, yeah, it's fine. We're playing beer ball. That's how I would look at that. You know what I mean? The so, song fits any social gathering. Well, I wouldn't say any social gathering. Yeah. You could play that at a wedding, still works. At a pool, still works. Not a funeral. Tailgate. Is is a funeral a social gathering? I mean, there are people there to gather I for mean, celebrate like, life. Isn't that literally the point? <laughs> you're socially gathering to honor someone who's passed on. Yeah, but you don't go there to have fun. Some people do. I've heard of people doing these things called celebrations of life instead of funerals, and they play games, and people end up crying more than they do at funerals. That's 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 strange. I mean, I guess I, when you I've get never to been cer- to one, but I I've guess heard when you get it. to a certain age, you know, old people like to go to funerals. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, I'll take my There's grandma. There's Janice. Like, she died last week. I'll take my grandma. You know, I hate going to funerals. I try my best to get out of going to one, if, I, if at all I, possible. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Yeah. But my grandma goes to them all the time. Well, I mean, there's like, probably an age reason for why she goes to funerals it. more than that, you. That is probably true. I, but also, I don't she think always, she's going for fun. It's well, like no, when she, she is t- p- paranoid at the fact that she says, well, if I don't go to all these people's funerals, no one's going to show up to mine. I'm like, what? But I mean, if you go to too many funerals, there won't be a whole lot of people left to show up to yours. That's what I tell her. Well, if you got to live them all, you know. Exactly, which is a good thing. Yeah. Now, I, I, I will say it's, this, it's the same ideas behind, because uh, I know some people in their 40s that they like to uh, look at the mugshots from uh, the local mugshots every mm. week. It's the same as when you get a little older than that, you stop looking at the mugshots and you start looking at the obituaries. It's just something when people get older, they just start doing that. I'm not going to lie. I just thought, you know, it'd be a fun game is to look at people's mug shots and have to guess what they're in for. Oh yeah. I used to do, I used to do that in high school all the time. I used to search the WRA mug shot thing and just be like, yep, that's a cocaine. Oh, (laughs) Oh, it was methamphetamine. methamphetamine, (laughs) Uh, That looks like an armed robbery. Oh, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I kind of, kind of got it right. Back to truck beds. Uh, I think, uh, I think this song is it's clever enough that I think he gets away with it. That there it also does tell the story of why his life is a wreck. He's an alcoholic, you know, and all this stuff that but I, I think it's a, a coherent storyline and it's it's cleverer than most of the songs you would hear like this. I think he gets away with it. There's it some hip hop influence in it though. Oh yeah, it is. Some that was actually what and I like it, kind of. That, well, you know, it's got the heavy bass beat. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The first time I heard it, I was actually impressed because he somewhat raps on verses. Oh, he's, it's definitely a hip-hop cadence in the, yeah, in the I, verses. I was, oh, wow, the, he, can, he, can, he can almost spit some bars. You want to wow. hear something more, more surprising, only slightly off topic of that? Morgan yes. Wallen has covered Linkin Park and does the rap verses. Well, see, that is okay. We hadn't got to that point yet, but I was going to say the they have a rap rock vibe. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he sounds a lot like Lincoln Park. Yeah, I mean, and see, that's why with this being on the rock portion, I was just like, "Yeah, it's whatever," because that was a thing in the early two thousands. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a whole genre. Yeah, Limp Biscuit, Kid Park, Rock back Limp then. Biscuit. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's the sound he's going for, Kid Rock has his... all kinds of stuff now. But back then, I have then, no idea what genre that guy was. Back well, then, he, he was in a white rap rock. It looks just like the White House. Does he? Yeah. Look at it, look his house up. It's like an identical rep- replica of the White House somewhere in Tennessee. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. But also, it, it's massive. Kind of hilarious that Kid Rock lives in that. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Oh, yeah. Turns out, not true. It, it, I mean, I wouldn't say it's exactly like the White House, but it's close enough. Okay. okay. Close enough. It looks a little bit like the, the mansion from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That would be actually be okay. cool. I know it's massive. Bit. And I think yeah. it's only like four bedrooms. Yeah, I think it's actually for sale for $2.1 in Detroit. So. You know what? Detroit? I thought it was in Tennessee. Okay. I am incorrect then. Kid Rock Detroit? But he's from there. God, who would build a house in Detroit? I'm sorry. He, I think he's from Detroit. It's probably not. I don't think he's from Detroit. He's from Michigan, though. He's from Michigan. Michigan. He's probably not actually from Detroit. I think he's probably from a little bit more of a bougie area. If probably I from the Bobby Ann Gross. Harbor. He's probably from the Bob Seger area. Yeah, maybe. It says he was Romeo, Michigan. Couldn't tell you where that's at. Yeah, he does a lot of good that. things for Michigan. Yeah. That's good. I good would, for him. I would rather have a Fresh Prince house than, than the White House. Yeah. And me I, too. You don't I have to worry about it getting... House, house, yeah. I 100% would have a robot <laughs> Uncle Phil and a robot Jazz that throws him out the front door every day. <laughs> so we know what Andy would do if he hit the lottery. Dude, if you got a fresh princess, you have to have jazz getting thrown out the front door. Oh, you would definitely. Mm-hmm. But you want to make Carter be jazz. Oh, perfect. Have the robot throw Carter out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we should make Carter be jazz. Oh, that, that would be, be hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but but Andy, say something you... about snakes. <laughs> First time he brings up snakes, he's out and he's like, ah, and as he's thrown out the door. So, uh, Andy, do we know when the release date is on this? I believe it's one twenty-three. No, I can tell you for sure. I'm scared I'm going to get these numbers mixed up. It is. I uh, just lost it. one twenty twenty-three. I thought okay, it was kind of long. There's 17 songs. We have four currently. Yeah, so 13 That's... more that will be coming by January. If I had to guess, I would say it's he's quite a long country time. song next, because that would even out the ratio. Yeah, probably one more. I hope he doesn't release, but if he's going to release any more, I'll only do one more. I don't want to have over half yeah, the record. That annoys me how the marketing and everything gets behind yeah. it. I get it comes that out and like, oh, there's it's four songs, and they're probably the least four good songs on the record. Usually that is the case, but yeah. like I, I get that's how it's done now in the streaming yeah. era, but... A part of me wants to hold on to the old ways of record day releases. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I know it'll never change. happen, but I would just love for somebody just to stealth drop the record. I mean, yeah, Eric Church did it a few years ago. Yeah. Mr. Misunderstood was um, he dropped it without yeah. notice, but somebody else did it too. Coetzel kind of does that a little bit. Beyonce did it. Somebody but, I listened uh, to did it. You mean you're not part of the Bayhive? What is a Bayhive? That's her uh, fan base. 
I don't know anything. Let me tell you this. Don't ever, ever have a public Twitter account. Tweet something somewhat, anything that's not positively glowing about her music because people will vanity search it and then come after you. I had this happen to me once on Twitter. Mm. I said, you know what? Let's be honest. I was like, Beyonce's hot. She's talented, but I don't think her music is as good as everyone thinks it is. And then, oh my gosh, I caught so much hell over that. I had people that have never interacted with my Twitter account before come straight after me. To quote Hardy, fuck that and fuck them too. (laughs) Yep. So the Mockingbird and the Crow on that note comes out January of 2023. Uh, Looking forward to that. All right. So let's move into the six pack of songs. Andy has prepared a list for us last week. Um, We took last week off. We're back now. Uh, Start off with the first one from Trucker Andy's list is a Caitlin Bucks remix of Martha Lights. Um, Big fan of this song, the original version. Um, But let's dive into the remix. Andy, what do you think, man? At first, it made me want to punch something and vomit at the same time. But the more I listen to it, the uh, I don't hate it. I would not listen to it if it wasn't Caitlin Butts. But I like her voice. I like the song. So I don't hate it. I would listen to this. But if it wasn't Caitlin Butts, I would not be listening to this. I'm a big Caitlin Butts fan, and I really like the original version of Martha Lights. I don't love this strictly just because this isn't my style of music. Uh, do I find it catchy and a kind of like you nod your head along when you're at a bar kind of way? Yes. Is it going to be something that I seek out for me to listen to in Spotify? No. Um, now, I know that Caitlin Butts <laughs> doesn't care one iota about my opinion on any of this, but I hope this isn't her next move in music uh, in a la Casey Musgraves just because she's, she does like country music and, and roots music so well. And I, I love her music. So selfishly, I hope this isn't the next move for her, but it's okay. Um, if you're into that kind of music, I'm sure it's your thing, but it's just, is my thing. Kyle. So if I, um, said bailey you want to hear a song we played on the podcast and she said no and then i played this song she'd be like what is country about this song <laughs> there this sounds like crazy miley cyrus and casey musgraves had a baby <laughs> um i really like caitlin butts so that's the i don't hate it but i don't love it either yeah um, I think it's really I really like when she says Cosmic Cowgirl I don't mm-hmm. know why it's really catchy yeah, in I her agree. voice Um, but I absolutely hate the like 30 seconds about a minute in this song where you hear like the 
I don't know the name of the instrument is. I know it's all electronic beats, but it sounds like somebody tapping a wood block. Yeah, and it goes on for thirty seconds, and I'm just like, oh, I know. I was waiting for the bass to drop. (laughs) To be played at a rave. I mean, I could. Somebody's going to remix this, and it's going to be played at a rave. This is the remix. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, like you know, somebody's gonna put another beat behind it. Like the remix, remix the remix. Marshmallow or one of those people, or David Guetta or whatever. Yeah, I. I hope this isn't what she does. Same, same. I mean, it's not my thing. If this is what she wants to do, I mean, have at it. But you know, it's not my thing. I Um, I don't hate this style of music when there's a good song that goes with it, which is basically none of them. So. So it, it kind of. So you hate the way, genre then? <laughs> I, I do hate the genre. That's I very much Andy. hate the genre. <laughs> I don't hate it, 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 but if if there's good words, they go with it. I don't. I don't hate it, but I mean, how many of them have even have words to them? When was the original Martha Lights written? Mm, I don't know when it was written. It's fairly old, you, right? I can tell you when it was released. If you give me one second. I like the name Marfa as well. I think I yeah I like that name too. I'm gonna name my next dog Marfa. I I've always been drawn to that that name. It was released in 2021, October 29th, so about a year ago. Oh, I thought it was so much older than that. Okay, but yeah, I mean that's the remix to Marfa Lights. Um, like Andy said, if you have a decent song behind it, it's not bad. So this isn't bad. Uh, it's just not my thing. But all right, moving right along, Logan Mize, a guy that Andy and I have met a couple times. Um, Great guy. From Kansas, super nice guy. Um, and I'm, a, I'm, I stand by. I love his 2017 record. I love his 2012 record. And then you know a bunch of his songs he's put out sporadically since then has um, have, have been kind of my jam. So here's a new one from him called Albuquerque. Cause there's a mountain there that I'll never climb and put a cavern in my heart, spreading deep and wide. Yeah, I took the gamble, laid it all there at her feet. There goes Albuquerque, I'm taking everything from me. All right, Andy, you and I have had some experience listening to this guy over the years. We've seen him in concert once or twice. What do you think? We drove to Greensboro one night and then drove back in the same night. Blind Tiger. Very looking forward to this. I don't know if it's going to be an EP or an album. The, the acoustic he does he does this sound great and when he writes songs like this they're great i for someone i like some of their the stuff he does so much he can put out some stuff that i just really don't like and this is one of the ones that i really like i love the the story to it the simple instrumentation i love the way he sings these songs this is the logan mize i love Kyle, I really like this song. I'm not as not as big of a fan as you guys are. Um, this is just a really easy listening song. <clears throat> it's one of the actual songs that I could pick up every lyric on the first time I listened to it, um, which is rare because one, I'm hard of hearing, and two, <clears throat> I'm an idiot. But uh, I agree with Andy. He has some stuff that I'm just not very high on and I don't care to listen to. But it's a pretty good song through and through. Um, I feel like this is a Carter song. 
Maybe so. Mm, I don't think so. You don't think so? I feel like Carter would like this song. Now, I think it's technically a cover. And I'm thinking this record is going to be a covers record because he also <laughs> did a... Um, I didn't know it was a cover. He al- well, I mean, the original, the songwriter or one of the co-writers on it, uh, Colton Venner, he released his version of it this year. So it's not oh. like it's an old song. Um, but he also has a, he covered and is released in the same kind of like um, album cover, a cover of one of my favorite Mudcrutch songs, uh, Scare Easy. And for those that don't know, Mudcrutch, it was Tom Petty's original band when he first uh, set out in music. And then years and years later, when they were all old men, Mudcrutch, it was a lot of the members of Mudcrutch were part of the Heartbreakers. But then some of the other guys uh, that was in Mudcrutch, but not Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, they all got it together and put out a record or two. And Scare Easy was on one of those records. Loved that song. Did a good job of that, too. This song, Albuquerque, I really, really like. I love the production on it. I think Logan Mize's voice works really well with this. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it's like talking about um, heartbreak. So I'm a sucker for that. Um, I'm a fan of this. I like this song. I like the gambling aspect, like with the heart, the heartbreak and the actual gambling yeah, too. Yeah, but it's gonna it's mm-hmm. gonna be an acoustic either EP or album he's putting out yeah. soon. It might be this week actually. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious if it's that. if it's a, I I don't know yet because I haven't like looked into it enough. But I, I I know that these two are like I guess technically co- I know Scary's is definitely a cover. I guess this is technically a cover. So I wonder if it's covers EP, but we'll see. Um, all right, next up, Lainey Wilson, one of the bright spots, as I like to say in the mainstream, has a new song out called Li- uh, Live Off. All right, Kyle, what do you think? All right, so I really, really, really love this song. Uh, one, I love how stripped back it sounds. Two, um, it's a fairly well done song about um, rural America, which I'm a sucker for. Um, it's also got some funny lyrics that I like. Sunshine and on my double wide, which I thought was funny. Um but it also has some good old Americana, not Americana, the genre, but Americana values, which um, it's really, really nice to hear. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of the song. It, uh, it, it hits all my, uh, not weak spots, but things I'm a sucker for. Yeah. Lenny Wilson slaps. Oh, yeah. I, I love her music. I I like this song. I don't love this song. Um. I like it in that it's, I think it is a good song. I think my criticism of it is it's a little bit listy and it has a very mainstream um, melody in the chorus. Mm, but fair. I still think it's a good song. I, I still relate to a lot of the lyrics. I think some of the lyrics are pretty funny. Um, you mentioned the double wide lyric. I think it's a good song. Um, don't love it, but I do like it. Um, but I'm very interested to hear, you know, more of her new stuff she has coming out. Cause She's doing like this uh, marketing thing like Bell Bottom Country, 
Uh, so I'm, I, I do like it. Uh, Andy, what do you think? Yeah, I think the the writing is a little lacking for me. I, I don't think it's the writing's bad, but other than that, I like it. Her voice is just still just amazing. I, I just her accent and her voice together is just spot on. Sexy, yes. <laughs> just say it, Andy. I know that's what you mean. Well, you know that she got her start in like playing music. She was a Hannah Montana impersonator when she was in high school. I can see that. Yeah. She would like get paid to go to birthday parties and shit like that. Uh, being a Hannah Montana impersonator. It's a pretty funny story. I saw it on, she did an interview with Ernest on his podcast, just being Ernest. It's a good, good interview. Check, definitely check that out. But uh, it was pretty funny when I heard that. All right. So it's weird. Actually, I, <laughs> I, I can't imagine going to having a Hannah Montana impersonator. I thought Elvis ones were weird enough. That's, well, Another imagine, I, th- I believe she's from Louisiana. So imagine being in uh, a presumably rural Louisiana, circa 06 oh. to 08. And, you know, you can't get the real Hannah Montana to come to your show, but you have a daughter who's really excited about Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. You would probably do it. This is true. I mean, it's, probably would. But that's Lenny Wilson live off. All right, next up. uh Two artists that I'm a very big fan of, um, Slade Coulter and Ashlyn Craft. Slade Coulter, I've been a fan of his work for a little while now, and Ashlyn Craft's last record, I absolutely love it. Still listen to it a lot. Uh, here's a duet they did called Lesson I Ain't Learned. All right, Andrew, what say you? This one is a little, I, I like, I think the song is great. The writing of the song is great. I think the sound for this song works for the song. I don't think this played to Slade's or Ashland's like their strong suits. Like I think they are both they're at their best and more upbeat songs. Like the I didn't really hear much of the raspiness from Ashland Craft. I think Slade does better with like the Hey Mary style songs. Mm-hmm. I I I think I don't know if that would have really worked for the writing. That type of sound would have worked for the writing on this song, but it's, it's like two people that are both very talented, did a good song together, but just did not use either of their strong suits in the song. If that makes sense. I get what you're saying. I tend to agree. I, like I said, I'm big fans of both of these artists. Mm -hmm. I think that, their voices go well together, but I kind of get what you're saying that this probably wasn't peak duet from these two that we could have gotten. But on the flip side, the song is really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I don't have a problem with their vocals uh, here um, by any means, but I think the song is really, really good. I believe it was a solo, right? By Slade Coulter. 
And, um, you know, whenever you mix artists of this caliber together, I'm generally a fan. And, you know, the, the theme of the song is something that's right up my alley. So I, I liked it. I, I, I definitely, I, I get your points. I think you have some pretty good points on that. Kyle, what about you? Uh, I 100% agree with Andy. Um, Slade Coulter needs some electric guitar and about 15 more beats a minute to suit his skill set. Um, Ashton Kraft was fine on the song, in my opinion. Slade was just very weak. It didn't, it didn't, I'm never a fan of of rock artists doing really slowed down songs because most of the time I don't think it suits them. Um, there's always exceptions to that rule, but I think I think it could have been done better by other people. Maybe. Maybe rock, yeah. rock artists do. Rock artists do have to have some slow songs in their album, though. I, yeah, I think they're usually the weakest ones. <laughs> I did not like his voice in the verses. I thought it was fine in the chorus. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with y'all on that. I'm yeah. saying that but, it's, like, so it's a common see, for rock artists to have yeah. to have some ballads in there. I could see, too, for like for Slade, if he did solo write it, then when he wrote the song, he heard it in a soft, somber tone and can't see the song being played any other way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to tell him how to play his music, but, you know, I think... But then again, maybe I will. But then again, you know what? I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't not like it. It was fine. I just, <laughs> you, know, you don't have to justify it. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I just thought it could have been done. We done always make Kyle second people. guess himself on this show. <laughs> no, I really, I like. I agree with Andy. It did not. It, it didn't. Didn't help him. You got to learn, Kyle. You got to double down. Even if you I, think you're wrong in the end, double down. Never apologize. It's for the I, week. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it was. She was fine. Not so much him. <laughs> All right. Moving into a song from two artists that I didn't expect to see on this list separately when Andy sent us the list. I didn't expect to see them collaborating, and I didn't expect the final outcome of which I heard. Uh, You have Zach Williams, who is a contemporary Christian music artist that I've listened to sporadically here and there. Um, I I listen to uh, Christian music most mornings. He shows up in my playlist. I like his music for the most part. Um, I think he's been Grammy Grammy nominated for uh, that genre of music. He's a talented guy. Then the other guy on half of this, when Andy sent it, I was expecting to hate the song, Walker Hayes. But here's a song that is a religious country song called Jesus' Fault. All right, Andy, what do you think, man? I love this song. I I was just, I'd never heard of Zach Williams, and I I was like, how is Walker Hayes going to fuck this up? <laughs> like, how's he going to fuck this one up? I know he's going to fuck it up, but it's always a surprise. How's he going to do it this time? But I, they both killed it. I think you said that you thought Walker, Walker Hayes wrote the song. He was a co-writer the, on it. The, the writing's fantastic. It's a, it's a super quality 
wholesome song. I like how the, the Bible ain't a coaster anymore. Sundays don't make me feel so sad. The sounds great. The I, I, I enjoy the wholesomeness of it. I listen to a lot of songs that are not very wholesome at all. It's, it, it's nice. I, I really like this song a lot. I like the sound, the writing, everything. Kyle, what do you Once think? Walker Hayes didn't fuck something up. Uh, I don't really have anything to say about this song. It was fine. Is there a choir in the background? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so tired of that. I mean, it's a gospel song. I know, but just stop. Just sing a Christian song like any other song. This is not me taking a pot shot, but it's just like, we don't need the choir. I'm sorry. We don't. As Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend, because I think that with it being a country song that is also a Christian song, a gospel choir is one of those things that just has you kind of floating in the background. I love the gospel choir in this. I love the songwriting on this. I commend Walker Hayes for being a co-writer on this. I think that the production was great. It was country. I think that this is the had some clever lines in there. Andy alluded to my favorite one being the Bible's not a coaster anymore. I like everything about this, and I I'm surprised as anybody else is that I'm saying this about a Walker A song. Who knew Weird. that when the guy actually tried to sing instead of doing his little yo man, yeah, kind of stuff like he does when he in like the AA song and the Applebee's song, that he actually can sing. So I'm gonna give him a shout out here. There I don't know there anybody the that could have been a bigger hater of Walker Hayes than us. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'll, give him a I'll, I'll give him credit, but I just don't know why we have to have the choir. I, I, if you don't like the gospel choir, that's fair. Yeah, but. you know whose fault it is? Jesus's. And <laughs> I'm going to be quite frank. That is the worst part of the song, the title. I like the title. I like the I, title, too. I don't, I don't like the title. You missed the old me. That's Jesus's fault. Yeah, I thought... It's great. I don't know how you can't like that. Because I think it's kind of cringe. It's like forcing a square peg in a round hole. They could have made the song much better if they just had a different title but then like the whole chorus would i mean it it was written around that line i know that's what i'm saying i just don't know kyle's not a fan of gospel music it appears look man i'm gonna be honest with you (laughs) i'm just gonna say it i don't want to say it because i hate that it's true i love it there's I love a lot seven, of really right. bad Christian music. Yes, it is. But yeah, I love is. there's a band called Seventh Day Slumber. I love them. Phenomenal Christian rock group. But a lot of Christian Christian music has some stink on it. Yeah, there's a lot of bad and Christian music. And this kind of has the stink, the title and the choir. This is just like country gospel. It has, it has the stink stuff, on man. it. It has the stink on it. I just this is uh uh we're gonna have to agree to disagree because i I like everything about it that's fair i mean just i don't know and i'm also gonna the other point i'll make immediately was turned off because walker is the title (laughs) (laughs) just put a bad taste in my mouth and it probably tainted it but just maybe it almost did it to me to me when andy sent it i was like oh this is gonna be the one i hate ain't it and then i was just like I thought you were talking about a minute ago, two artists I'm a big fan of. <laughs> no, like two Williams artists and... I two artists I didn't expect. To see no, I, I know. I was going back to the slave code. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, eh, it's fine. 
I, I get Bob it. didn't even play it. Because his name was on it. Yeah. Look, all music stuff aside, he seems like a decent guy and a good father, right? But sure. he puts out a lot of shitty music. A trash. Well, it's not a lot of shitty music. I mean, but that is what it is. <laughs> All right, last one on the six packs on Roundup. Ben Burgess, who is a frequent co-writer with the likes of Morgan Wallen, and I think believe he's written with Hardy some and some of those guys. Um, he's been releasing some new music lately, and this one is Sick and Tired. All right, Kyle, what do you think, man? No, thanks. This is just all over the place. I just have no idea what what is going on in this. This this sounds like a wall of sound. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's all over the place. I have no idea what's going on. It's just noise. Um, Sure, he's a good guy. This ain't it, Chief. This ain't it. I just have no other. He's sick and tired. Is about all I got away from this song. Guess who the producer is? Michael Hardy. Joey Moy, Wall of Sound himself. Mm, yeah, this ain't it, Chief. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. I like the sound of it. You, I, uh, you also have been, and look, I'm not against Nickelback, but you also have been a staunch Nickelback guy for years. So, I, I mean, it makes sense. Um, I like Nickelback too, but this ain't it. I don't know very much about him, Ben Burgess. I know, I see his I, only song I know is the one he did with, that was on Wallen's album, the double album. I see his name around on songwriting credits, but this is probably the first song I've heard of his. And I, one, I was like, I have no idea what the song's about. He, there's a lot of lines that keep catching my attention. Don't know what the song's about. I, I like the sound of it. I, mean, I don't say I, I'm not gonna say I love it, but I do like it enough that I want to hear the rest of this album. And I like his voice. I think his voice does fit this sound pretty well, and it's good enough for me that I would like to to hear some more of the album this came from. Ben Burgess is interesting to me because I like some of his songs and I don't really care for others. None of what he does really makes me offended or angry or whatever people like to say with that stuff. I think that this song would have been better if it wasn't such a wall of sound on the production and it had been allowed. I like to think for things typically to have a little bit more room to breathe in the production. This once you get past the first verse and into the chorus and everything, there's no room to breathe whatsoever. Like, this is a wall of sound hitting you right in the eardrums. Hmm. And in terms of the sick and tired thing, I mean, wasn't I was that sick a, and tired of listening to it. <laughs> wasn't that a uh, cross Canadian ragweed song, correct? Mm. Yep. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. I mean, it's kind of the same line. That's also a, a, uh, uh, a Chris Knight, Waylon right? Jennings. Waylon Jennings. As oh, well. is it? Or was it Chris Knight? I can't remember. 
But all I know is I, I grew up with the cross Canadian ragweed version on Soul Gravy. Andy, you remember how my phone automatically played Soul Gravy every time it connected <laughs> to my car back yeah, in the day? That's that's ragweed, and I believe it's also uh, yeah, it was, yeah. The one I'm thinking of was written by Cody Canada. So like, yeah, I like their version of Sick and Tired, not the same song, but I like their version of Sick and Tired better than this Sick and Tired. Kyle, I think you would too if you listen to that one. Uh, but I like Waylon Jennings too. Actually, I like both of them probably. Yeah better so, but so i mean i don't hate the song it's i'm not gonna act like it's bad um but i think that if you had given it a little bit more room to breathe in the production i probably would have liked it a little more but, but i'm sorry it had, I'm this has room to breathe. this song has one of the worst lines i've ever heard down here y'all it's getting pretty hot you might get saved you might get shot <laughs> preacher man sneak around necessarily that bad. is oh god preacher man sneak around steal your girl Son, this ain't your mama's world. Now, there are some truth to that in some ways about some preachers. Because, you know, there was a, a, my granddad used to joke around with my dad and said, if the preacher ever comes around the house, son, whenever I'm not here, lock up the fridge and go sit in your mama's lap. (laughs) (laughs) So Yeah, don't know what he's talking about still. I don't really... Maybe he's sick and tired of preacher sleeping with his lady. I don't know. <laughs> Ain't nobody want to fight. They just fire a gun. He's missing so many prepositions. But it's the, yeah, it's the hip hop influence on his phrasing. Yeah. Language matters. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know what a preposition is. So maybe that's why I like it a little bit more. <laughs> and he's like, he sing like I talk. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think of was the Kevin from the office. Why well, say fewer when. Okay, what's he doing? Well, I like, say more word, but a few word work just fine. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not gonna imagine. Yeah, uh, just God, language matters, man. Yeah, use the 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 a the them. That's a pronoun. Uh, <laughs> that you know, prep, yeah. He, I mean, he's got some. Like I said, he's got some other songs that I like, and I liked him on the duet with Wallen, as Andy alluded to on Outlaw. Um, that was that was fine. Um, this one isn't one of my favorites, so. I'll listen to some more, give some more uh, chances to the new album that is coming out with him. But it's out now. Is it yeah, out Andy, now? Andy, this is the song I wanted to ask you about where you're trolling. I pulled most of these because I found a Spotify playlist. It's New New Music Friday Country. is a Spotify playlist is where I found mm-hmm. most of this. It's basically like Spotify's the re- release radar. And this was on there. It's basically singles in this new world where Spotify puts it on a playlist off of an album. It's a single now. Thanks, streaming. Yeah. I suppose. Well, end of the day, that's the six-pack song roundup uh, from Trucker Andy's list he aggregated for us. Um, Be on the lookout for the Hardy stuff coming out in January because I'm interested about that project. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, if you click on the Spotify li- description, there's a link in there. You can give us an up to one minute voicemail. Let us know what you think about these songs. Let us know what you think about the Hardy record. Do that. Love to hear from you. Um, make sure you give us five stars and a great review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, on uh, Amazon and Stitcher. Uh, check out the website, coldcansnumber.com, blog content. We've got a shop there. And then make sure you share with your friends and subscribe. Uh, This episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan sitting here with Andy and Kyle, and we will see you next time.